Hello and welcome to another The Point Forward podcast. End Woo-hoo! of the regular season of the or end of the NBA regular season. Seven, eight games left. But even though it's near the end, there's still some wild stuff happening. And I'm excited to talk about it with my co-host PJ. How are you, PJ? Oh, we are just dandy. Yeah. Oh yeah. You worried got- about the calves? You excited talking some calves? Ooh. I mean, I I mean, there's some people that should be worried about the calves. I do not let the <laughs> Those problems affect me, but uh, I got See, I got that's... thirty points from Anthony Davis being produced right now that I'm got my eyes on. That's my yeah. problems. I don't think it's your problem. I think that's my problem. And uh, PJ, I'm not gonna we're not gonna talk about this much because no one likes hearing other people talk about their fantasy teams. PJ and I are are in the championship for uh, fantasy basketball this week. Um, it's not looking great for me. Right now, uh, we'll see what happens the rest of the week. Anthony Davis is certainly not doing me any favors. But uh, before we get into some Cavs talk and uh, some playoff action, let's talk about Devin Booker and what he did against the Celtics last Friday night. Devin Booker dropped 70 points against the Celtics. And I think, like, PJ, how many threes would you guess that Devin Booker would hit in a game that he scored 70 points before you saw the box score? Oh, I was like, I saw it. Um, well, I do. So you know now, but what would you would have guessed? Because no, when I saw I, it, I was it, thinking I was, it was higher. Oh, I I guessed. So I remember what I guessed when I was like watching it and like tracking the box score. Um, I couldn't watch it until the next day, but I guessed seven was my my organic guess. But then I mean, I was like watching the box score in the fourth, so. Then I knew. I mean, so I was kind of watching. I mean, I was like watching the live updates on my phone. But I, I would have guessed seven. But I know the answer. Um. Yeah. I. I think I would have guessed nine before I actually looked at his numbers. I can't believe he hit twenty four free throws and went to the line twenty six times. Nah, but that doesn't. That part didn't surprise. That's like right where I thought he would be. I thought he okay. would. I, I thought twenty yeah like twenty five free that that seemed right to me uh, the the lack of threes was was pretty shocking though yeah I uh, he didn't take that many four of elevens like very pedestrian um, for him for a good three point shooter but uh, what I was just wondering feeding him and feeding him well all fourth quarter it was it was borderline ridiculous and there was a lot of criticism. Uh, towards the Suns just because they, you know, they were taking timeouts, they were fouling the Celtics so they could get more possessions and all that, so they could try to get up to seventy. Do you have a problem with that? I mean, they're tanking, and no, I, I mean they still lost, sure, but whatever. Like, yeah, what do you really expect from them at this point? Their season, they're not playing for anything. They're, they're not playing Eric Bledsoe. Like they've sat him down, so someone's got to score. I yeah. Whatever, it's a fun like thing. I mean, I don't know like how you put it in like the hierarchy of like the Kobe eighty one and all that stuff. Like, yeah, see, I Devin don't, Booker's, I don't. Devin Booker's name's gonna be hanging out there now for a bit. He bought himself yeah, a nice piece. It's of real impressive. Estate. It's impressive, man. I mean, like you said, it's. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be 
in the same conversation as Kobe's 81 and stuff like that, or Kobe's, I think, 62 and three quarters, or Clay's 61 or 62 and three quarters. But nonetheless, it's still incredibly impressive. And the the big thing for him is it's his second year in the league, you know, like most of these guys yeah. are doing it as N- NBA veterans. They're averaging 28, 29 points a game, have an MVP under their belt. And Devin Booker is just kind of, he's just emerging on the NBA landscape and he's dropped 70 already. Do you think, like if, like gun to your head, do you think that he drops more than 70 in a game for the rest of his NBA career? No. I mean, because I'm assuming he's going to be on better teams and they're not going to be, like, the only way, yeah, he would do it again is I think if he was on a, the Suns are bad. I mean, I, like, so I I forget who I mean I think a lot of people have the take of just being like, who does this on a good team necessarily? Um, I don't really remember what Kobe's. I, the Lakers weren't that Gucci when they were. They weren't that very no. good when he did the eighty-one on Toronto. So um, yeah, I it's not something that I think happens on a, a good team. I think it's like the situation they had. In, in Friday night's game where they're just feeding the dude and it was like, I mean, he got 52 and a half and they were just doing everything they could to get him scoring chances, so. Right. I mean, coming coming from someone who personally scored 120 points in a high school rec league game, uh, <laughs> I know it's pretty challenging. Well, the Suns are a really interesting team. We haven't talked about them barely at all this year. Uh, but their young core is fascinating because <coughs> with Devin Booker kind of leading the charge, I kind of like Marquise Chris. He's shown flashes oh, towards the end of this season. My guy. He's uh, incredibly athletic. He can already shoot the ball pretty well from outside. Um, Bender, we don't, you know, you don't really know what we're getting hit with him yet. He's kind of a longer term investment from the sun standpoint i don't know they're, they're gonna be I, i'm not i'm not out on alex len although he hasn't translated as well to, to the, in the nba as I, I thought that he would have uh when he was coming out of maryland yeah. Interesting I, I, mean, I think there's some teams that would take him i mean yeah alex len's like a pretty average level you know nba big but yeah i know what you mean yeah, I think it's just a team to kind of keep their eye on. It's just when you think of teams in the NBA with young cores, to you know, that are really exciting going going into the next couple of years. You don't really talk about the Suns, and I mean, Devin Booker kind of showed why you should should be a little excited about them. And I think that you know, the whole point guard situation is is not great. I like Eric Bledsoe. I think that he could be a starting point guard on a on a you know, top four playoff team in, in either conference, but um, he just never seems to be on a good a good fit. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll end up yeah. working with him with the Suns. I, I'd like to see it because him and Devin Booker. I mean, defensively they have their limitations as Devin Booker continues to develop. But Eric Bledsoe is just never going to be a plus defender. He's just not. He's yeah. a little undersized. He has some serious matchup problems, but. Yeah, I mean, the other part is that they're going to have a top, you know, three pick now. I mean, they're, they'll, uh, their little tank job here at the end of the season is going to certainly help them down the, 
you know, going forward, depending on who they end up picking there. But yeah, so if you're the if you're the Suns with the third pick, and let's assume Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball go one and two, who are you taking three? Uh, well, I mean, if you can flip Eric Bledsoe, I mean, maybe they can move Eric Bledsoe, get another pick, something, you know, later. I would certainly let the Bulls be down with the Bulls giving up their pick for Eric Bledsoe. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think, um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, there's there's a couple. I mean, I would think, you know, if you have Marquise Chris, you would want someone else that is probably a shooter, I mean, for him. So who you who you think of that group there is. Um, I also so would, maybe, like, I mean, you know, like maybe, Jason maybe Tatum. They can... Maybe they could package that three pick, you know, and three or four, but maybe they package that three or four pick, trade back a few spots with Eric Bledsoe, and uh, and get a solid rotational piece. Plus, you know, I, I think it's six or seven. They can take Malik Monk, and I think he would fit really well with Devin Booker. Uh, see, <laughs> that was the one dude I was a little. I mean, you yeah, I guess shooter. He's the like, best. He's the best shooter. Yeah. In this draft class. I know. Malik? Yeah. But, I mean, so, then, I mean, well, the question is, do you, are you making Devin Booker your primary ball handler? Is the, the real, because, uh, I mean, if you're saying, mm, so, like, I think, if you look see, at top, so, I but think top Malik, three, though. I think, I think Malik Monk can do that, though. Like, I think that you got to get it, you got to get a point guard that can play off ball a little bit with the Suns. And shoot at a decent clip, but then you let Devin Booker and Malik Monk really run the show and be yeah. your primary I mean, if scorers. You, if you kept Bledsoe, and so you're saying Lonzo and Markell are going one two, then I mean Josh yeah, Jackson is a nice three. I mean that's a that's you a think nice... he's a you think he's a three in the NBA? I think he bulks up a little bit and he's a four. That's what I'd want him to be. I think he's I think he's a. Th- in between, I mean, I don't know if you. I mean, he's going to be a forward. I don't know how you know, depending on what. Because I mean, yeah, if you have your Depends Josh Jackson, Marquise Chris, Marquise Chris, we're just talking the Suns fact, like Josh Jackson, Mar- Marquise Chris as your two forwards. Um, then you just kind of play matchups with who you have. But I, 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 I think Josh Jackson could probably guard anyone in the NBA, like a between a four and a a four three or a two. In right, the, in the league, I'd like it'd be a very interesting fit to see Jason Tatum with them, just because. Yeah, I th- I could see him turning into an elite defender at the NBA level. He's like he's the he has the most he, NBA ready body of any guys in the top ten in my and, mind. Yeah, he's got the most NBA ready body, and also like has like just kind of in my opinion, at least, just scratch the surface of understanding his body like i think he's still growing like i mean i don't know if he's still grew, but like you know what i mean as far as just being yeah he's he's his size and everything i mean he just there were times this season for duke where just want you just kind of want to scream and go dude you're huge like and i yeah, mean they, he like towards the end they kind of started to realize that but um mm-hmm. i just he's like one of those dudes that i just don't know if he realizes his like physical capabilities yet. He's starting to. He's gonna be a he's yeah. gonna be a really good NBA player. Like Jason Tatum is a wing to be excited about. I think in, yeah, in I mean opinion. I think he's and I'm not a big Duke guy. 
and you are so to, you know take it from a gra- with a grain of salt but yeah. he's uh, I mean I think I'm he's, excited about I him. mean I think he's uh, of the guys in this he's the top like the top three talent you know as far as when you look at potential upside everything there um I, I yeah I think if you're looking for a potential superstar guy that might he might not be a top three pick I mean you'll see once combines you know he all he has to do is make a couple people look stupid at the combine some draft workouts and he's you know he's in that conversation but he's uh right he'd be a nice piece too yeah i mean the nice thing with the suns being in that spot and them obviously deciding to tank is they'll have options and they can kind of with with how their team's set up right now they don't have a real clear direction they've just I mean, they're definitely in the mode of trying to acquire more assets, and they're kind of the early stages of the of building. And they're also in a weird situation because they were kind of in a half rebuild slash contention two years ago. Yeah, that was just a, a weird of, season for them. But yeah, I mean, Brandon Knight just kind of got played out this year, so. Yeah, he's a guy. I just I, what happened with Brandon Knight? I don't want to. I. I don't want to spend too much time talking about Brandon Knight, but it's just I, I was I liked him. I was a Brandon Knight fan uh, with the Bucks. I don't blame yeah. them for trading him, but you know the Suns and how they treated the entire point guard dilemma that they had with <laughs> their current yeah. two guys plus Isaiah Thomas. I mean, they clearly flopped on that given and how Drogic. good Isaiah Tom and Drogic. I mean, I, wow, like. They deserve to be in the position that they're in now, given uh, how poorly they handled that. But let, let's uh, let's talk. Let's move on to another team, PJ. Let's talk about the Blazers. And I know we talked about them a lot in our last podcast, but they continue to just keep winning. They've won four straight, and most recently they played the Nuggets last night. And uh, Nurkic uh, got a little payback with his old team versus his old yeah. team scored a high uh career high 33 career points uh just looked boards. great out there and i'll tell you what if the, if the trailblazers are getting 33 out of him and you know that's not something to expect on a night-to-night basis but if they're able to get scoring uh in the 20s and the occasional 30-point output from nurkic they're just a tough team to stop with cj and dame yeah, I mean, last night was uh, – I ended up – I had to watch the fourth quarter this morning a little bit. But, like, overall it was just a super fun, like, kind of sneaky late game. I mean, right now we kind of mentioned the episode last week that there is not a ton to look at. Right? I mean, like, you've got basically MVP race. You have some lower seeds and basically some upper seeds, you know, kind of shifting. But, like, as far as, like – actual appointments out this was just like interesting to me because one these two teams are obviously battling for the eighth seed in the in the west but yeah the Nurkic Plumlee trade factor and uh yeah Nurkic was just like all about the revenge (laughs) and it was really cool it was like he was fun but yeah I mean I don't think you know in their normal I think they in a, a few ways, definitely were like feeding him to because of the situation. I don't know if it was necessarily like all you know how they would normally play offensively, but 
I mean, the the one thing with him that he provides them is just a really nice pick and roll threat that they didn't have before. I mean, because the guy can pick or pop, um, and they really didn't have that prior to that. I mean, Plumlee was a straight. I mean, drive to the basket and and try, hope to get him an oop. But yeah, he's just adds a, a just a rim, just a rim runner where Nurkic. Yep. I mean, he, and. In the Nuggets' defense, he didn't look good this year, with the exception of a few games. Uh, I right. don't know if it was I mean, the, just with the the fit with the guys that he was with, and they were trying to experiment and see if he would fit with Jokic. But uh, you know, it didn't work, and I don't blame the Nuggets for trading him because I I don't think they would have really worked to play him with Jokic. But he looks good with the Blazers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's almost it almost would have been nice if they could have uh, had him play a little bit more towards the beginning of the season because he had a nice little stretch at the beginning of the season. And they really should have, you know, how I think that they didn't really realize how good Jokic was oh. at that point, and then he just blew up instantly. You know, he had the game against yeah. the Warriors where he just played out of his mind and had a crazy, you know, like. I don't know. He's like twenty nine, twelve, and eight, yeah. or something and like they that. Just started running the offense through Jokic, and that didn't and help. everything changes. But like I said, we we've talked about the Blazers uh, a, a lot last week, but I, I think it's it's worth mentioning them again. Is, They're gonna be, I mean, I you know, the, that hey, I I love that you know, assuming that the Warriors and the Warriors are playing the Spurs tonight. I should mention we're, we're recording this on a Wednesday, but. Uh, it's halftime of the Spurs Warriors right now, close game, but I think it's it's maybe not safe to assume, but it's looking like Gold State's gonna end up with the one seed. And hey, Warriors, Warriors Blazers is at least interesting, especially when KD is probably gonna be working his way back from an injury. And that's a, a good segue into uh, uh, today. Chris Mannix reported uh, that KD was cleared for non-contact basketball activities and is gonna be reevaluated in seven to ten days. Which, if you're just a basketball fan, it's great to hear. You never want to see a guy get hurt, and um, you know I I yeah. am looking forward to seeing Katie play in the playoffs. So I I, yeah, I hope that uh, the report the report today is like oh I was just gonna say yeah the Maddox the report basically came out to be like the current progress Katie's made is like the best case you know is the best that you could hope for you know for him getting back as fast as possible so. Which yeah, is a little definitely. surprising based off of what was being said about him uh, a few days ago, or not a few days ago, a few weeks ago, with him just not barely being able to walk. And you know, I'm glad that he's doing better. You know, I'm glad that 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 healing process is going as fast as everyone was would hope. And uh, I, I haven't heard anything about Kyle Lowry, but I hope that he's in a similar scenario. Yeah, um, yeah, I haven't really heard much on that one either. But yeah, you want him back. I mean, the the Raptors have been playing well lately, though. Um, they're only, I think, I think they were four games back right now of the Celtics for that next spot. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're we're also recording this yeah after the Celtics game, so. Yeah, they're three games back right now of, of everything, so it will be, I, I think, yeah, as far as those top four seeds in the East, how that ends up playing out um, certainly is something uh, we've already, you know, spent, I think, two episodes talking about the 
second round matchups, depending on how those play out, how those would be great. But um, well, speaking of second round matchups, uh, I bet I I want to talk about a team that may be shaking up those second round matchups a little bit, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, yeah, buddy. Yeah, boy. They have slowly creeped up the Eastern Conference standings. They're uh, right now sitting in sixth place, but tied with the Hawks, have the same record with the Hawks. And if I'm the Raptors, I do not want to have to play them round one. Oh, sir. Especially who knows knows if Lowry's even going to be back. And if he's not, that's a bad situation because Chris Middleton – you know he's still kind of getting back into form and working his way back into game shape but the guy's playing 30 plus minute 30 plus minutes a night now and he's you know he gives them a ton of options defensively he stretches the floor a little bit and gives Giannis some some additional room to operate and the team has played super well yeah I mean with his during this I was on the Celtics broadcast for that game they were showing the the stats of you know when he starts versus when he came off the bench, and and they're I mean they're before he was there. I mean they were obviously below five hundred, um, and him his first game back is the same game. Jabari goes down, um, but yeah, lately I mean the how their offense has flown with him, uh, he's really flexed his his value to that team, and yeah, he's a, a great complimentary player for for Giannis and his style and. They have been rolling. They uh, luckily they did not sweep the Bulls though. To put another Bulls plug in there, Bulls did not didn't get swept for the season series. So hallelujah! Well, thank you for doing that. I was really looking forward to talking about the Bulls more. Hey, these little facts. I just gotta let them out. You know. Sure. Right. These little tidbits. All right. I don't want to talk about them either. They just you know they just come up. You don't want to talk about the Bulls? I heard they're well, playing tomorrow. Well, there's something I want tomorrow. to talk about the Bulls. Oh, they are. And, and tomorrow's tomorrow's Thursday. Well, when you listen to this, you know tonight is a Thursday night on TNT, and the Bulls uh, are at home. And uh, pretty good at that. They got a little bit of a streak going. Uh, if you're uh, in the betting mood, I would uh, suggest to collect on some of that free money. Especially against these struggling Cavs. These Cavs bench that can't play any defense. Do the Bull- Is that who the Bulls play tomorrow? It's the Cavs? Yeah, it's the Cavs. Oh, God. You're going to throw money in the Bulls? Yeah. <laughs> I can't what? bet against them. I can't bet against them at this point, but... Oh boy, but, that's gonna be a game to watch, man. I hope you know. I hope for your sake, <laughs> you're right. Um, a D Wade-less Bulls team. I just don't like their chances, especially when the Cavs really need a win. But if uh, the baby Brazilian's back from his back injury, LeBron's got no answers for that. Once Cristiano Felicio's in the lineup. His hustle will just outdo anything the Cavs have. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's gonna happen. It's how the Cavs have been playing. I'm feeling pretty good about it. If you watched any of that Spurs matchup, that was uh, that was pretty. 
what's a, a nine? Oh, pretty shitty. I, I guess we, we, we <laughs> just go with the technical term uh, there. For lack they, of uh, better words. Yeah, but lack of better words. They not doing so hot. That second unit. I mean, LeBron. It's not him. It's he doesn't really have anyone else around him. It's be interesting to see at LeBron's kind of how he ends this regular season. What uh, type of subtweets he brings out. Well, yeah. So let's get into the Cavs a little bit here because. There's some, you know, every season since LeBron has come back to the Cavs, at one point during the season, in the last two years it's been in the first half, but now this is coming in at the end, is the big red light and the, of red flag as to, all right, the Cav, what do the Cavs need to do to fix things? What are they doing wrong? Um, and in the last two years it's been the question of, do we do they trade Kevin Love? Uh, do they hold on to him? What trades do they do need that. to make? And I don't think, I mean, no one's, I mean, they can't do that. And I don't think anyone would be saying that at this point. Caleb's had a great season yeah. up until when he got hurt. Now he's kind of playing his way back into things. Uh, but can we just relax? Like, everyone just Ooh. really needs, everyone really just needs to, like, I understand their defense has been awful since the All Star break. It's been terrible. And they have, they're 5 and 5 in their last 10. They're only a game above 500 on the road. They're, you know they've they've got their faults in that regard, but you got to remember this is regular season basketball. LeBron James is just he's playing sixty percent right now. He's just on cruise control. Is he? And this team, yeah, I really think so. He didn't like, look like it. He didn't look like it. I mean, he he if he was playing at sixty percent, I mean he was. He I was surprised he stuck it out in that game. Like he played as long as he did when it was like a dunzo, um, which I think was more of a statement like. Look at what else is around. Like, look at how everyone else is playing. And, um, I mean, yeah, I guess Kyrie after the game put up like 500 shots. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I'm they, just they've looked. I just I, I mean I mean more from a defensive standpoint, and that goes to everyone on this team. Like, I mean, Kyrie is yeah, not there's, a there's, great defender. K Love is not a great no. defender. But these guys really ratcheted up in the playoffs. We saw this last year. I'm not worried. Are you worried? Well, Aaron Rodgers, um, I, I I would be a little worried because the problem with this team more than anything is like that second unit is right now just an odd podge, you know, bunch of individuals. There's not there's not really a flow to it yet, and that's uh, that is a little concerning to me. I mean, they've pieced together a lot of stuff. I mean, they had JR, Caleb were out, so I mean, their rotations are kind of eh, but I also don't know, like, I, they, what they really need to do in the next, you know, rest of this regular season is figure out what the, uh, what those playoff rotations are going to be, and obviously you'll play less guys in the playoffs, so um, that tightens up there as well, but yeah, like if you ask me right now, who are the eight for the Cavs? You know, first round against the Heat or the the Pacers? I don't really know. Like, I I, I can't really, outside of obviously Kevin, Caleb, Kyrie, LeBron, obviously will be in there. But like, what other you know, five, six dudes are going to be coming off the bench, and who's going to be starting around? You know, it's just. 
Because I think, I mean, I think partly what they're going to go with is just who's got the hot shooting hand between Jr. Richard Channing, Corver, you know, of that group. Like who, who's their best group of shooters, and just try to kind of work it out. And you know, I think the first round that might be able, that's that you kind of saw it last year too. I mean, the, to the Aaron Rodgers analysis you provided us with Ultra. Uh, you know, maybe that first round they'll be able to work out some of these kinks, and you know that's that's where they got the, their hot streak in the behind the arc and, and shooting well last year. So, but I'm a little more concerned. I was on the I was definitely for most this year on the side of like they're fine, they're just you know working things out. PJ, work this out, happens but. every season, and every season it's wrong. People in the media just freak out about how they're playing and it doesn't end up amounting to anything because they just roll over teams going to the finals like i yeah I but mean, i don't I think they're gonna be able to roll over i don't think they're real roll over people this year like as easily as last year and i i just have seen them put like the i mean the last month they've put up some dog games like way more than cuz yeah to it's your a regular point, season Come on, it's a regular season. Yeah, but you're fine. Two weeks so from now, when the want... season's done, K Love is going to be back in better playing shape. They're going to be ready to roll. Corver uh, and Shumpert are going to be in position to actually be playing. Right now, they're not. They're, I mean, they're going to be in better. They're going to be in good shape. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I think you know when we look back, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not throwing up. The Cavs are done. Like, I, I'm not ready to talk up any of those other the Celtics Wizards or Raptors as the team that's gonna you know take take the east from them this year but it's still like to end the year how they have is just I wasn't really expecting that I kind of thought they'd be getting this thing rolling and and you know, yeah I mean I get looking that. more like a playoff team I I mean that Spurs game was I mean a micro like yeah the Spurs game that up you can't overanalyze one regular season game. I realize that, but it's been like a repetitive thing the last three weeks now, where they just have, they have put up some dog games. Certain guys just look terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could be in June talking and just be like laugh at even like this because they're doing off the words at that point. You know, yeah, I, I'm with you, but. I would well, say I'm and, more and concerned now than I had been. Like, we're, so we're talking something that we're talking playoffs right now. But let's talk, you know, just for teams. these next. Let's talk these next two weeks for a second. After yeah. the Celtics losing to the Bucks tonight, they are so the Cavs are zero games behind, but they're a uh, game behind in the win column and a game ahead in the loss column. Um, each team has seven eight nine games left here so does it matter if they're the two seed is my question it's like let's assume they you know i don't think they want to slip below the wizards because if you if you're the three seed then you know in the second round you could potentially be playing on the road and you don't want that but is playing one potentially one road series in the eastern conference even a big deal like should the Cavs be worried about this and if not then why not just kind of, I'm not saying tank 
obviously not tank, but like rest some guys, you know, not play LeBron big minutes. They have been resting guys. And they have been doing like no, I think it's in that perspective I kinda think it's it's pretty close to like, let's go, like we've got a we've got some business to take care of here. Like I I don't know. I uh I wouldn't I mean, I, I don't think between one or two for them is a big difference, but I mean, the Wizards and Raptors aren't far behind. Like, it's not... I wouldn't necessarily be like, yeah, just, you know, coast, coast, baby. You go, you golden. Yeah. I would, uh... I'd kind of heed that. I would, I would say you need to, for sure, be a one or a two. And, and make sure, yeah, you at least have two series where you have home court. Because... In the West, you're not going to. So, I mean, but yeah, for the Cavs specifically, I don't think it necessarily matters. Um, I think there's less impact there, but I still don't like the idea of just how, especially because of how they've been playing to take these last eight games or whatever lightly. If I'm the Cavs, I'm going for the one seed for sure. And they play Boston yeah. one more time, which I think may end up like deciding at home. They're they're like five hundred on the road this year too. Yeah, they're nineteen and eighteen. They're they're really not a great team, and <laughs> I don't know. I uh, they're gonna be. I'm not worried about them. The water ain't smooth though. Like there's no it's no. I mean, it's easy. you'd like to see them playing better basketball towards it's, the end of the year. It's gonna be a little more interesting than I think people thought. Yep. Uh, and hey, that's a good thing for an NBA fan. I'm yeah. I'm. Mm-hmm. I get to see some adversity. It'll be good, but let's. I, uh, think, I think I think we're setting up for a pretty bonkers playoffs. I think there's going to be even in the first round. I mean, we kind of. I, mean, I don't know how much we really, but like, depending on how these seeds fall, but like even just look at how they are right now, like there's some nice first round matchups in both well, the East I, and West. I'm really thinking the Bucks end up being the five seed here, and they play the Raptors, and I think they beat the Raptors. That would be a dope. I'm going to become such a – the Giannis love is going to – we're ready to crank it up to a playoff mode. My boy is – my boy is hungry. He uh, – I think everyone wants to see that, and that would be a really, really awesome series. Um, but, PJ, before we get to in and outs here, let's uh, – Let's touch on a little NCAA action because the Final Four is this weekend and the National yeah. Championship is on Monday. Who is your pick to win the NCAA Championship? So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Gonzaga, UNC. Probably North Carolina wins it. Like uh, That's probably what's going to happen. I don't really have a lot to base that off of other than I think North Carolina's the probably the best team left but that's what i want i want the gonzaga to get a shot that'd be pretty cool i i'm rooting for south carolina i would love Ah. nothing more to see them make it Ah. uh what that's not gonna be a fun game ah that's like those games haven't been pretty that they've played like good for them they're the best defensive team probably left, but dude, I, I mean, I, I'm not lo- I'm not tuning in to see some NBA style basketball. I want to be entertained. 
Well, I'd Bobby love to Moore, see... The, yeah, but the problem with South Carolina, the most entertainment comes from, like, watching Frank Martin. It doesn't necessarily come from, like, them being, like, their style or, I mean, they play good defense. They have, like, a solid point guard. PJ, you're just mad still from them beating Duke. I'm in not mad. I never said I was. I am. No, I have no bitter feelings towards South did Carolina. You, yeah, but I, did you watch the ga- their game against Florida? It's a great game. It's a really good game. I thought it was a fine game. I enjoyed the Kentucky UCLA game, and I well, enjoyed the okay. Kentucky That's North Carolina different... game. The Kentucky North Carolina game was like of if you're going that round was like that was the the game of the. Of that round, I mean, of the lead eight. Yeah, games, I mean, was... I agree with that. But if Kentucky or UCLA were left, this would be a different conversation. But they're not. So go South That's Carolina. Go Gamecocks, baby. Um, I, it would. I think it would have been best if Wisconsin had won that. I still can't. That was why. Yeah. I was so, so I was in a Wisconsin bar when that happened. Dude, and I. It was, I I was too. I was at I was at Herkimer, so I was at that place that you've been oh, to a yeah, couple yeah, times yeah. with the shuffleboard. Was, yeah, that's that's a Wisconsin bar. Yeah, yeah. I went. I was there, and uh, I mean, I had some money on Wisconsin, but well, they oh, covered. Man, I got right? over it quickly. No, they didn't. It was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a pick'em. Oh my god! Really? They didn't get any points or an eight seed. That's or, bullshit. It was. Uh, no, nah, but it was um. Well, no. What was the final? Maybe it was two. Maybe it was. They two won by, one. the Florida won what by a point. Florida won by yeah, a point. Then it was two. Then it was two. Wisconsin yeah, minus that was two. It. It, it was no. They were. No, nah, they were, plus two. Well, then nah, you won. No, nah, I'm wrong. I gotta look at. It. I I lost that bet. I think it was a pick'em. That's a horseshit bet, but okay. I don't know. I thought Wisconsin was definitely going to win. I mean, well, that dude made a crazy I, shot. Every, everyone, yeah. everyone I was with thought they were going to win too. And oh man, dude. I have I have never heard, at least in a bar, you know, in a st- I've never really I can't remember a time in a stadium I've seen anything like it either. But uh, I've never been around that many people rooting for unanimously rooting for a team just go completely silent so quickly. Oh, I got a bunch of oh no! It's like ah, oh, like just gasps and then like I, the just like bewilderment. It was wild. Like I don't think one up, person I, said one word. Uh, after there was like made people it. just like oh my like, and I just said this like kind of half grid like just shocked look up stupid look on my face, but yeah, like in my head, like if I could have had like a half a second more, I was. When he took the shot, I was like, in my head, I was like, oh my god, what if he made this? Like, not thinking he would, but just be like, oh, how wild would that be if he made this shot? Then he, oh, it was insane, but, I mean, that was super funny. Like, that was a very memorable part of it, just like, but that's completely from just being in a, the atmosphere I was in. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was something else. I was really, the only thing that would be better would have been like, I really in, like, I really like well, Nigel you Hayes. Were in a, Oh my god, I love Nigel. One of my favorite college basketball players ever. Yeah, that was uh, not a great free throw showing. What was? What do you him. think was be more deflating though? Is uh, the uh, the Wisconsin bars we were in, or like being in a Kentucky bar somewhere? 
So do you know what was really frustrating for me is that not one TV or projector in the entire place had that game on. And I was like really wanting to watch UCLA, Kentucky, obviously. So they have no, that I'm on. Talking about, no, I'm talking about Kentucky and Carolina. Like that finish. Oh. Um, as far as like deflated bars and like watch parties. Oh, I mean, people are, I mean, Kentucky I fans they, are even more crazy. Uh, <laughs> than Wisconsin yeah. fans. So I'm sure they were like they were just losing their minds, but Yeah, I think Kentucky too, but unquestionably Kentucky, but well, so you you've got North Carolina, I've got South Carolina, maybe they'll end up being matched up. Um but uh let's move on to in and outs, PJ. And you start. You want to start? No, you start. I'm starting. Okay. All right. That's fine. I feel like I always I'm, start. I'm going to do my out first because it's it's along the same lines of what we were just talking about. I'm out on the national championship being on Monday nights. I hate it. It's the same thing I feel about football is that this, like the Monday night championship game is just so anticlimactic. Most people are busy Monday nights. You got stuff going on. May not be able to make that whole game, and usually I'm able to. And last game was last year's. I watched the whole thing; it was awesome. But mm-hmm. push that to a weekend. Like, there's no reason why that has to be on a Monday. Uh, so you go a whole be, week, or does it? You do the do? You, yeah, you can't do. The I think final I four on a I, I think. Well, why not do a final four on a Thursday? It gave them extra days between that and the finals, and then the That's finals is Sunday You'd night. Unless people go to the final four. Final Four is like a big destination event. It would sell out if it was on a Thursday, man. Uh, that'd be uh, Why is that lame from a viewer's standpoint? Okay with it. Not if you're watching the game, but if you're trying to go and they're trying to sell tickets to it, they don't want to do it on a Thursday. Well, obviously, but why would they want to do it on a Monday? I'm talking about the Final Four. Like, the National... Yeah, I mean, National Championship is... A little different, but well, I'm, but the final four they know. do on a Saturday, and then that makes yeah. You but then do people it stay up. the weekend. People stay for the they extend their they do a long weekend. Then, but why can't they do the final? Why can't you play the final four games on a Friday night and the national championship game on a sat or on a Sunday night? Well, Friday you get, I mean, you wouldn't get very good ratings. Like, I mean, Saturday, to do the game Saturday is like premiere for like TV ratings and to get people to go. Sure, but the Monday game, that's that's might be with the month. So then that screws up the Monday game. Or hey, here's an idea: Final Four Saturday. <coughs> then next Saturday is the championship game. Why not wait a week? Give them another week. What's the harm? Then you're just extending it too far. I don't know. Oh, you're just it. playing devil's advocate at this point. Anyway, I'm that's bullshit. I don't like it. Who cares? Relax. Well, oh, don't. Oh, you want these kids? You want these kids? These unpaid athletes out of the class for another week, Ultra? They got finals coming up, man. Remember that great education they're all getting? If well, you, they can you extend it another week. They're I'm not saying out in class. Hey, I'm not saying they should. They shouldn't. It's valuable study time. Well, why can't they study? They can still study when they're traveling. They're not going to be traveling, ever- PJ. They're staying in the same location. They just stay there for a week. Yeah, why not? No. They don't go to class anyway. 
Whoa, I don't know. May is from uh, North Carolina. Made his 8 a.m. class after he made that shot, Ultra. <sighs> I think he, uh, Luke May, knew he's got to get his butt into class and in whatever fake class that was in North Carolina, but had to get in that class. Education. Oh, good for that's Luke. The, good for that's Luke. That's the coveted May. thing they're getting. That's what they're getting, Ultra. Sure. Please. Yep. For the right. NCAA making millions of dollars off of them. They get yep, that it's free worth education. It. Ever worth every dime, huh? It's gr- like we should honestly start having a segment on how much you love the NCAA and agree with its uh, policies on things. I, I think that do not agree with it. At I all. know that was I sarcasm. Know, I, that it was. It might, that was I was sarcasm. Yes, I fucking was know that sarcasm anyway, by you? Was did you just yes. do some sarcasm on me? Oh. Yep. Yeah, oh. Yeah. So we have really going off the rails here. <laughs> Let's, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go in. So my end for the week yeah. is how unpredictable the NBA has been the last few weeks because uh, I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but um, going into the year, everyone's saying it's a foregone conclusion. conclusion. You're going to see the Cavs. You're going to see the Warriors in the finals. That may still, still happen, will. but – I think the Spurs and the Rockets, the Wizards, they've made things interesting. The Celtics, like the, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough road for for any of those it's teams, and, they, and it's gonna be fun to watch. And if it ended up being a Spurs, <laughs> Celtics or Spurs Cavs or uh, Celtics Warriors Finals, it would not surprise me. It really wouldn't. And I think that's awesome because it's going to make each round of the playoffs that much more exciting. Yeah, but if it's not Cavs, Warriors, whatever teams don't make it of those two or both, like, are just going to get toasted. Oh, they're going to get. It's not going to be good. Yeah. And deservingly so, given the talent on those rosters. Yeah. Even though they have been there the last few years, it's uh, too talented not to be making it there. Yeah, absolutely. But what are your in and out speech? Uh, so my in is a quick in, but it was my favorite part of this week so far. Uh, I'm totally in on not only I'm mainly just overall in on I don't give a fuck Jay Cutler. It's the best. It's been a great treat for the internet, and the cherry on top being that Kristen Cavallari butt pick of him is so funny. My guy, Jay Cutler's greatest quarterback, Bears quarterback, I've known and that they've ever had. So, um, sad to see him go. <laughs> Love to watch him leave, though. Oh, man, my guy. He just doesn't give a fuck. He was on uh, Kristen Cavalieri's Instagram story. They're, like, drinking rosé. He's getting drunk, like, showing uh, metallic pants and doing weird stuff and Hey, that guy. Uh, location they're in. Jay Cutler he made a lot of money. Yeah, he doesn't need to play anymore. Hey, he's he's doing. Jay's all right. gonna get fat though. Problem is, I'm. Well, maybe not with Kristen there. Like they have a, like she has a pretty like strict diet or whatever for him. But I'm a little like Jay. If Jay went back to like pudgy Jay that he was, like in 08 and 09 for him. Like that's like the one thing I'm concerned about if he is done. Well, you're 100% right. He will definitely get 
He's gonna get pudgy. He, uh, the 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 picture was super funny. I don't know funny. if you will. It was hilarious. It was funny. Blew up, he, he won the internet for a day. J, in like, in a in a positive way, not people just like irrationally shitting on him. Bunch of dumb, dumb Jay Cutler hate. Grand, there's there's valid Jay Cutler hate, but there's a lot of dumb Jay Cutler hate. And you can't hate on I don't give a fuck Jay Cutler because he don't give a fuck about you. I don't care. I'm not Jay saying. I'm not gonna. I'm not going in on my feelings on Jay, but I'm I'm glad that it was. I'm glad that it was a good week for Jay. It was great. It's great. And uh, my out for the week is taxes. Taxes Oh, taxes are lame, Ultra. They're so annoying. Getting all this. So you're talking about doing your taxes. Yeah, just the process. You are not. You're not saying like, f the man for taking all my hard earned cash. This isn't that pot. This isn't the radical pod where I say f taxes. I believe there's some, but like the whole process of it's like. In my mind, I just wonder, like, why can't the amount of money I make, the portion that gets pulled from there, be correct and, like, we're good? Like, why can't me and the federal government be, like, in the state be, like, yeah, like, I mean, it's it's cool to get that, like, big, that, like, not big, I mean, fancy <laughs> of that check, that check at the, like, that check How big? the reimbursement. <laughs> How what? big? <laughs> right, we're not, I'm not going to get in your wallets. You don't have to get in. Uh, we don't need to get okay. in each other's pockets right now. But, uh, <laughs> I just thought uh, that you wanted to talk about it. I don't know. No. no, no. <laughs> nope. Anyway, keep uh, going. No, it's like, I feel like you should be like, why can't we just be square? Like, I paid you exactly the amount that you was owed, and I, you know, kept the exact amount that I was supposed to keep. Uh... Cause I mean I don't know I I mean I'm sure there's like fixes and yeah just like but that's just like annoying I don't like why can't we just get it straight It's just like a, a I mean granted they give you like a thousand months to do I mean you can do an extension all that like I'm not in that mode but it's still like you're just like oh I gotta like spend the time you have to I mean I think the thing that's the hardest is like keeping all the receipts and all that stuff like anything you need for like this thing it's like i just got to get that down maybe maybe that's just like the, well, the step of this it's like it, remembering it is a very you deduct it's like a, it's fucking as soon cumbersome. as you start as soon as you start especially when you have kids and you own a house and if you have some money tied up in different places it it gets very very complicated so i i hear you it should be a simpler process but unfortunately it is not uh but hey like you said i mean you're getting a big fat check out of it apparently so (laughs) hey you you stay out of each other's pockets ultra let's just well my guy that seems fair you relax you 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 relax aaron Rodgers. i'm gonna be dipping into your pocket when uh Yogi Ferrell Ooh. doesn't score thirty points though, so in his career, uh-huh. mm-hmm. he's gonna yep. have a ten-year career, baby. What opportunity? Oh God, that could be a Yo, separate bet. If in Yogi itself. Ferrell, if Yogi Ferrell drops seventy, oh my God, 
if Yo- when we were talking in the beginning, man, if that was Yogi Ferrell that somehow just went off and dropped 70, the amount of shit talking, I, the amount of shit I would just give you for the rest of your life. Yeah, this would have been a very uh, a much more a much different podcast today if that so would have happened on Friday night. The yeah, pettiness that would have. I will never not be petty to you after that. Any basketball <laughs> argument ever would just end with a Yogi Ferrell, just boom, a doof right there for you. Well, I gotta say, I I think I would probably deserve it if um when if it that was the case. Yeah, I mean it. If if Yogi Ferrell scores seventy points, <laughs> what are you gonna a, do? I will get a Yogi Ferrell tattoo wherever you want me to get. Oh, <laughs> okay. How big? Any size? Uh, no it can bigger be any than size. No, no bigger than actual size. Then like a- his actual oh, yeah. face. I, I won't. I'll be a gentleman. I won't have it be put on your face. Yeah, that would be unfortunate for you to tattoo Yogi Ferrell's face over my face. That would not be that would not uh, be good. That'd be awesome. But uh, I think you and I both define awesome differently, but let's uh let's close up shop here, PJ, before things get too weird. Um as always, thank you for everyone for lo- for listening. Um for logging check us out on. at the point f- for logging on. Uh check us out at Getting the point. In your credentials forward. right. Jesus, PJ. Please check us out at thepointforwardnba.com. Check us out on Twitter at thepointforward or PJ or myself. Twitter handles at foolishkilla at ultra jacobs. Um, please leave us a review if you like what we're doing. And uh, we look forward to bringing another pod next week, hopefully. Uh, excited to, looking forward to the playoffs and um, where the where the real magic happens here pj uh i hope you have a good week man peace out homie keep an eye on yogi ferrell's numbers this week i know you are oh you keep an eye on anthony davis's numbers Mm -hmm. players make plays big rings baby